laugh, to dream, to walk in my own way and be alone, free with an eye to see things as they are. Grandma. To travel any road under the sun. Grandma. Nor doubt to fame or fortune. Grandma. Oh, Rosalind, dearest girl, what a surprise. You're getting more beautiful every day. You look adorable. So do you. What? So do you. You look great. I'm afraid you'll have to speak up, dear. Grandma, can I get you your hearing aid? No, thank you, dear. I'm not in the mood for lemonade. Oh, I miss you terribly. Isn't the same here without you. I miss you too, Grandma. Hey, how's the tour going? Do you like buffalo? No, I don't. It stinks. If it wasn't named for an animal, it wouldn't have anything going for it. I don't mind so much for myself, really. But it's quite a come down for your mother. She played Broadway, you know, in the 40s. Then your father dragged her down to his level. Oh, Grandma. Revivals of tired old plays. B-movies. You should have heard him doing Cyrano just now at the dress rehearsal. The man is a walking ham. <laughs> should stick cloves in him and serve him with pineapple. Grandma, listen. I have a surprise. I'm getting married. Oh, 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 Rosalind, how wonderful. I've always said that you and Paul were made for each other. Oh, it, it isn't Paul. The boy has spunk. Grandma, it's not Paul. Paul and I broke up. It isn't Paul? No. Well, that's a mistake. <sighs> you look ravishing on the stage together. You could do all the great couples. Grandma, I'm not an actress anymore. I'm in advertising. Yes, I know. And it's revolting. Don't you remember the talk we had at Christmas? No. Grandma, this is your life and mother and dad's, and, and that's fine. I'm very proud of you, but I grew up with it. I, I want something different, something that doesn't drive me crazy all the time. Does that make sense? Rosalind, dearest, can I tell you something? Sure. I haven't heard a single word you've said. <laughs> Grandma, can I please get you your hearing aid? All right, fine. One glass. Now listen to me, young lady. The theater may be dying. The glamorous invalid may be crawling through the desert with but a single lung in its feeble chest, but it is still breathing, and it is all we've got. It is our lifeline to humanity. Without it, we would all be Republicans. Oh, I'm very tired now, dear, and I'm going to lie down. Wonderful having you back. Grandma, I love you. Welcome to RAC Theatre Productions' first podcast. My name is Dave Holowico, and I will be your host. With me now is Larry Spinnenwepper, longtime member of RAC, director, playwright, actor, currently the director of the latest production, Moon Over Buffalo. I know it's a comedy, but what kind of comedy are we talking here? This is a traditional theatrical farce. It's heightened pace, heightened emotions, Mistaken identities, chases, door slams, a lot of physical comedy. What period of time is, is the show set in? The show is set in Buffalo, New York in June of 1953. Just give it a general synopsis of, of the show so people can understand what we're talking about here. Husband and wife George and Charlotte Hay were former Broadway stars who have fallen on some bad times, lost some of their fame... And they are now touring the country, trying to keep their theater company alive. And while they are in Buffalo, 
they receive word that the movie director Frank Capra is coming to see their matinee performance, and if he likes what he sees, he will cast George and Charlotte in his next motion picture. It excites them because this is now their big break, what they've been waiting for, and, of course, anything that goes wrong does. As far as your cast, could you tell us who's in in the show? We have playing George and Charlotte Hay. We have Bruce Travers and Mary Romeo. They are both very experienced in community theater, and they are brand new to our act. This is their first show with us. Oh, that's great. And as their daughter, Rosalind Roz, we have Jen Ryan, who was in our production of Soldier Come Home for the Little Beaver Historical Society. And we have, as Charlotte's mother, George's mother-in-law, Ethel, Cheryl Crabb, who has been with our act since 1995. She and I both joined the company at the same time. As far as Cheryl, I heard some of the earlier recording of the characters. Um, Cheryl's character plays is actually deaf in the show. Ethel is deaf and does not always wear her hearing aids, so... A lot of the confusion in the story results because she can't hear and understand what's being said. I'm sure a lot of us can relate to that. I know a few people that should wear their hearing aids and don't. (laughs) Um, The show is coming up this coming Friday. Um, What are the dates? June 2nd and 3rd, and then the following weekend, the 9th and 10th. And showtime is? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. at the Avenue Theater in Rochester. Yes, what else can we expect? Um, I know a lot of times our act has a food vendor or whatever in the cafe. Do we have any food vendor this time? We have Radici's, the new Italian restaurant in Manaka. They will be selling hot appetizers and desserts for our concessions. You're also a bring-your-own-bottle type theater. In other words, if anybody wants to bring their own alcohol, they are permitted to bring alcohol to the show? You are permitted if you are 21 or over. You can bring a bottle of wine or a six-pack. Bring your own openers. We do not have them. And we request that you not bring anything harder than that. No mixing of cocktails in the theater. Yes, I I can thoroughly understand that. This show was chosen, what, at the beginning of last year? Is that how our act chooses shows? Every summer, we will take suggestions from our membership. And the acting and directing committee chair and two members at large form the production committee. And they will take all of the suggestions and narrow those down to a ballot. And then the general membership will vote on what plays they want to see in the upcoming season. So anybody that's interested in theater, and and if you would want a show, say you want a particular show, it would benefit you to join our act and become an actor or a technician or, I mean, they even need people to sell programs or or give out programs and sell tickets. So if somebody in the audience wants to join, could you tell them how they can join our act? They can join our act by coming to a monthly meeting. We meet the second Thursday of every month. You can come to the meeting. You can come audition for a production, come volunteer for a production. If you would like to like the opportunity to vote, we ask that you officially join our act as a dues-paying member. Dues are $12 a year. Not that you have to pay dues to participate, but if you would like to vote or hold an office, we ask that you make that commitment and become a dues-paying member. 
Well, it sounds great. Uh, the show sounds fantastic, Larry. Um, I know the cast. I've seen some of the rehearsals. The cast looks fantastic. I'm, I'm having fun watching it, and I've I've read the play for months to get ready for this, and it's something new every night watching them. Moon Over Buffalo opens next Friday. It sounds like a great time. I want to thank Larry Spinnenweber, the director, for being here, and watch for more podcasts from RAC Theater Productions. Honey, come on in. Are your parents here? I don't think so. Oh, good. Howard. Well, I'm sorry. You know how I feel about this. Meeting the in-laws? It makes me nervous. You have nothing to worry about. Well, I'd be alright if they weren't such big stars. The glamorous life. Howard, does this look glamorous? Well, yeah, it does. This is Buffalo, New York. It's like Scranton without the charm. I was born here, actually. Oh. I like Scranton, too. Howard, the point is, it's not Broadway. And they're doing rep. Right. Uh, what's rep again? More than one play. And repertory. They alternate. Right now, it's Private Lives by Noel Coward and Cyrano de Bergerac. Only they've cut down Cyrano for a small company. They do it with five actors. Uh-huh. The sort of one-nostril version. <laughs> oh, it's sort of sweet that you're nervous about meeting them. Nervous? Look at me. I'm a wreck. Do they know that I'm in show business, too? Oh, Howard, you're not exactly in show business. I, I mean... They wouldn't think of it as show business. Oh? I am on television. You're a weatherman. Right. I mean, it's kind of acting like your parents. Howard, they do Shakespeare and Chekhov. You do precipitation. Yeah. Howard, I'm very proud of you. It's a wonderful job. We can settle down and have children. I love children. I want to have six, at least. Okay, let's start with one. Okay. Now listen to me. I want you to be very, very nice to them. Tell them how much you admire their work. Well, I do. I mean, my God, when I was a kid, they were on the cover of Life magazine, Shakespeare on Broadway. Look out, Barrymore's. Here come the Hayes. <laughs> they had it reproduced on their china. Wow. Then they had two big flops in a row and went to Hollywood. Yeah, I know. I saw every movie they ever made. Good. Sergeant Yukon, Apache Woman. Oh my God, I forgot the bag. What bag? I have a surprise for your father. When I was in New York last week, I read in the paper about an auction. They were selling off props and stuff from one of the big studios, and, well, I bought one of your father's old costumes. I thought he'd like it. That is so sweet. Which one did you get? General George S. Patton. Wait till you see it. The trouble is, I don't have anything for your mother yet. I guess she wouldn't take cash? Oh, Howard, they will love you for who you are. What if I freeze up? I, 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 I do that sometimes. When I, when I'm nervous, I can't even remember my own name. You'll be fine, I promise. All right? All right. I'll see if they're in their dressing rooms. I'll go with you. You stay here in case they show up. I'd rather go with you. Howard, stay. Nothing's going to happen in two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) The oldest oldest living actor. I can't do caveman, but I can do old man. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to wonder what we're doing out there. I can. (laughs) (laughs) With me today is Mike Nelson, president of our act and a founding member. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for having me. What's the history of our act theater? Our act started in 1992. Um, There was a uh, psychology counselor at uh, Rochester area school district who, uh, identified that there was really no theater activity happening in Beaver County at the time. And he thought, hmm, we need to, he wanted to start a community theater. So he put an ad, ad in the Beaver County Times in February of 92. 
went around and tried to recruit as many people in the school district as he could to help support it. Actually got the uh, school district uh, board members to allow us to be housed at Rochester High School. And Bob Seagriff really is the, is the one who started um, the Rochester Area Community Theater, which is how this group um, started in 1992. We had an original of over 50 people that were interested in participating in this. Our, we are, our first show was a, a musical tribute to Richard Rogers. Our second show that year was a show that I directed, um, Neil Simon's Barefoot in the Park. And that started everything. From there, as uh, we continued to um, offer productions to be um, done at the high school. We had more people come in and more families come in. We did run into a problem, though, that because we were called the Rochester Area Community Theater, the people around Rochester thought, oh, well, that's just for Rochester. <laughs> and we weren't. We wanted to be a total Beaver County and actually even bigger, if, we, if possible, uh, cover a bigger region for people to come and participate in theater. So in 19, I believe it was in 1994 or 95 that we decided to, we didn't want to lose our roots of our act of Rochester area community theater, but we knew we had to be bigger than that. So we called ourselves R dash ACT theater productions. So our act theater productions, um, um, is the Beaver County Community Theater in which anybody and everybody who enjoys theater in any way uh, can come and participate. Okay, Mike, um, you say anybody can join. Could you tell them, tell the people in the audience how they can get a hold of you to uh, join a show or help in any way? Yeah, it's, sim it's simple. We're all over the place. Um, we have a website, rackproductions.com. Um, you can email us, rackproductions at gmail.com. Or you can just simply um, look for Our Act Productions on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're everywhere. That's great. I, I know this year is a very exciting year. It's the 25th anniversary of Our Act. Um, you have something planned for this year to yeah. celebrate? Yeah. I told you at the beginning there was like over 50 people that started the group and, and got us founded and set our bylaws and set our, set our organization. There are three of us that are still original founding members, myself, Gloria Little, and Bev Dickin. And we're so proud that 25 years later, our act is still up and running and thriving uh, in Beaver County and still providing uh, a lot of opportunities for, I mean, we've brought families together, we've brought couples together, all in the name of art and theater. So to celebrate that in November, we are having a 25th Our Act Theater Productions Gala to celebrate not only 25 years of our existence here, but to simply celebrate uh, performing arts and what it does to a community um, in general. I have been an advocate of uh, arts since, honestly, since I was a kid, but especially after uh, coming out of college and seeing what it does to communities. Um, I can give you stats of how uh, economically communities that support the arts are 10 times um, thriving more than those that don't support the arts. How the crime rate um, is cut in half by those communities that support the arts versus don't the arts. And I can go on and on and on. And, I, and our purpose for our act was simply to be a part of that movement. And I'm happy to say I think we are. <laughs> yes, I, I, I totally agree. I have been involved with our act and done shows here and come to see lots of shows. Could you tell people where your theater is? You're in Rochester, but could you give everybody the address of the theater? Yeah, we're at uh, 156 Brighton Avenue in Rochester, Pennsylvania. Um, nice little 60-seat theater. We do generally four performances of each show. We do seven performances a year. We do have one what that we call, quote, charity production that we do at the Merrick Art Gallery 
Um, and that's at Christmas time. We do a Christmas radio style Christmas show. And we specifically make all proceeds of that. We donate to a specific charity. We are a nonprofit uh, organization. Uh, so we feel a responsibility that if we are going to serve the community, then we're going to serve the community. And that production is one way that we can actually physically take um, economic funds that, we, that we've created and help communities in other way than just start. The schedule for the rest of the year. Do you um, what what shows and what months? Um, well, right now we're um, <laughs> we're a week away from uh, Moon Over Buffalo. Awesome cast, awesome crew. If you unless you're opposed to belly la- flat out belly laughing, then you want to come. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> because if you're opposed to laughing, then maybe you don't want to come. But if you like laughing, you definitely want to come to this show. That's uh, this coming weekend, June second and third, June 9th and tenth. Um, after that, um, we have uh, Butterflies Are Free, great drama. That's going to be on July 21st and 22nd, and then July 28th and 29th. Death and Detectives, a murder mystery, original murder mystery, written by uh, one of our ARC members, Larry Spinnenweber. That's going to be September 8th and 9th, and the 15th and 16th of September. Gaslight is going to be in October. And then we have, um, I, as I told you, our charity radio show. I'll be seeing you December 1st and 2nd at the Maricard Gallery. Cheryl Crabb, and in Moon Over Buffalo, I am playing the part of Ethel. Uh, As Ethel, I found her to be a character that is someone like a pineapple. She's prickly on the outside, but she's sweet on the inside. And she's especially sweet towards her granddaughter because she misses her terribly since she has left town. I found that I really like this character because she is a bit prickly, but she has that soft side to her. In some ways, I think it is much like me because I can be the kind of person that um, can be standoffish to people sometimes, but I really do like people a whole lot, and sometimes that doesn't show. I'm Scott Hamilton. I am playing the part of Howard in Mooner Buffalo. I just came on last week, two weeks before the show, so I'm still learning the character, trying to figure out who he is, what he's doing, but he is a nervous wreck. It's, it's been a, it's a real quick show to put together, but playing this role is somewhat of a challenge because I'm trying to play the nervousness and I'm trying to figure out how I want to play that. I just love comedy and this is hilarious. Hello, uh, my name is Bruce Travers and I am playing the part of George Hay in Moon Over Buffalo. George is a, a fun character. Uh, curiously enough, for some reason, I don't know why, this is the sixth time in about 35 plays I've done, where my name is George. I don't know if I look like a George or what, but uh, I keep getting cast as somebody named George. So um, this particular George is uh, a lot of fun. He's a guy who um, I think is much more comfortable with the uh, level uh, that he is at as an actor, that he just seems to throw himself into the role. He's very confident in his ability, and yet doesn't seem to mind that he's not making it big. It is difficult for me because I do not do Shakespeare. And George loves Shakespeare, and he loves saying those lines that come across as this way, and, oh, this cursed battle, fighting, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I just, I'm trying to, those are the lines. I have much longer speeches that I have no trouble memorizing, and it's trying to get down, you know, this rough magic I hear of Joe. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I think that's the biggest challenge of the role. My name is Mary Romeo, and I am playing Charlotte Hay. I do relate to Charlotte because Charlotte is, well, Charlotte was a stage actress, which is my first love is the stage. 
um, but she also wanted to be a movie star and be admired. And that's her line in the show is I wanted to be rich and famous and I wanted everybody to admire me. And obviously as an actor, that would be nice. If I were rich and famous, I would never give up the theater. I'm Jen Ryan. I'm playing Rosalind Hay, uh, the daughter of George and Charlotte Hay, their only daughter, who no longer wants to be part of the theater. She moves to New York to get into advertising because she wants to lead a normal life. She's a pretty easy character to play. <laughs> she, she gets annoyed a lot of the times, and that's fairly easy for me to do. Um, but she has one scene in in the second act, uh, which I love, and it's her it's her big monologue. And um, she's supposed to be waiting for her father to come out on stage, and he never does. So the entire monologue is supposed to be her ad libbing. Obviously, it's memorized because it's scripted, but she is ad-libbing in the play. So it's it's kind of a strange balance there of trying to pretend that you don't have a script when it is scripted. So I'm really hoping that it comes across trying to be an actress, trying to cover on stage for the audience while also looking nervous like I don't know what I'm doing. It's, it's a strange balance. I even, I asked Larry, I said, um, should I be covering more to recover for the audience or should I be acting nervous more? And he said, yes. Both. <laughs> so thank you. That was a helpful tip. So hopefully it comes across, but it's a really fun scene. It's actually my favorite scene in the in the whole play. Very funny. Come out and see the play, Moon Over Buffalo. You're gonna love it. You are listening to a production of the Social Voice Podcast Network.